Welcome to She Grows. We're here to walk through topics that we all deal with in everyday life. I'm Danielle Doss. And I'm Jen Matthews. And we are here to arm you with the hope and peace that comes straight from the gospel. We're going to leave out the fluff and chase down the truth. So whether you're driving, doing laundry, working out, we hope you find truth and encouragement. Let's grow together. Happy Christmas break, Danielle. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we it's are full blast in Christmas break. time of the year. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> we were just talking, though. It's, um, it's, it's also the most busiest time of the year. Which I'm so excited to be able to just like take a moment to yes. be able to go back and recap. Yeah. But yes, there's a lot of things that are happening. You're probably listening right now, doing 42 doing different something. tasks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. And um, yes. I just pray that you're able to like efficiently yeah. knock out those tasks. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if it don't, so what? So <laughs> what? <laughs> Telling future self. Yes. <laughs> this is so we can go back and listen and go, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. It's Speaking fine. of all the tasks, and this is our coffee coffee chit chat yes Mm -hmm. um coffee talk what what's your consumption like right now nowadays in the caffeine world you know i've kind of been still sticking with my usual coffee routine which is one cup and then i think you know what i think i want another cup and then about halfway through forget about it (laughs) it's either really really good and you want uh a little bit more or and then I'm the same way. I'm not going to finish a second Forget cup. about the second one. But you know what I did the other day? It was Sunday morning. I, if you sit down in front of a cup of coffee, you're going to drink it. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. And mm. before, so it's early to be fair. I get to the church at 630 on Sunday morning. In the morning. Uh, yeah. And so I sat down on the couch to like put on some shoes or something like that. And there was a cup of coffee in front of me. And I take a big gulp before I realize that that definitely happened yesterday. <laughs> it was not good. It was very bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't today's coffee. The shock of all of the above. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. It's so early. And then you're like, that was ice cold. Oh, my gosh. The milk's kind of congealing on top. Oh. This is a problem. <laughs> It was a whole thing. That's worst case scenario for a world it was of coffee. Everything. Everything and was the worst. It's something you don't forget. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I probably still won't second guess a cup of coffee in front of me. I'll probably still just pick it up and try to drink it. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that in a perfect world, especially like when you hear Christmas break and it should be just so chill, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what it is right now mm-hmm. in reality is because... It is a busy season. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm not even able to just savor a cup of coffee right now. Mm. So mine would be less. Really? It's a less intake, which it just hit me. I was like, did I think I took like four swigs of coffee this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I've been able to still sit down with my coffee, whether I should or shouldn't. <laughs> I do. <Yeah. laughs> cold. I make it cold. happen. <laughs> I make it happen. But what I have realized is about in the afternoon, I've had to throw in like a sugar-free Red Bull or a Celsius or something. Yes. I've had to have a... I have not eliminated oh, help that. help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So coffee's been about the same, but I've been wanting something on the fruity side. So let afternoon. this be your warning. If you are, I don't know. Let's see. I don't... You just... Let's just not overdo it. 
Yeah. Let's keep our hearts in check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my body, and you may be the same, like when I hit something like a Christmas break, and even though there's tons to do, my body knows that it's like, it's also supposed to be downtime. Mm. So it is like, no, we're tired. And so the other day, Oh, Asher, my son, was spending the night with you. Yeah. And so I had no one to be chatting in my ear night or morning. So I, it was like, and Brandon, my husband, was like, it's your birthday weekend, whatever. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he's like, do whatever you want. Oh, wow. I was like, I don't even know what date is. He was like, do whatever you want. It's your birthday. I was like, I'm going to have coffee. He's like, it's 1030. <laughs> I was like, I promise you I'm tired enough for it to not matter. Yeah. And that is the yeah. day I slept till 11 o'clock the next morning. That's e insane. I haven't done that since I was like 10. 40 what? <laughs> I know. He was like, I know what's wrong with you. I was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> That's so good. Well, it's been a whole whirlwind mm -hmm, of things. Mm -hmm. I do love coffee, though. Yeah. I'm enjoying the cup of coffee that we're sharing right now. Yes. Well, not. We're not sharing a cup of coffee. We're not that wild. <laughs> <laughs> Flu season, y'all. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, my gosh. Someone mentioned uh, putting, I know this is going to be like bleh, to a lot of people, but somebody mentioned eggnog as their creamer in oh, their yeah. coffee. Have you done that before? I have. Especially if you put it in your little milk frother first. Oh, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. will do that. Because, you know, it's thick as molasses. So yes. it's not like it's not an appropriate I feel, creamer. I feel like you would get like your 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 eggnog's worth. Because, you know, like if you pour a glass, you're leaving a half a cup just sitting on the rim. Because it's, <laughs> it's so thick. I'm going to be so real. That That's why just... I swig out of the container. So that there is no... <laughs> Well, in all honesty, I never want a whole glass of eggnog because yeah, I'm like, just wow, like a little touch. Yeah. Oh, everyone so in like my house out of the container. Everyone in my house loves eggnog. So there's no way. Now, I think that somebody in my house probably does that same thing. Probably. If I'm just thinking it out loud. <laughs> well, and that's what I love, too, about hmm. the orange juice, because both my husband and my son get ulcers if they drink orange juice. So I get to drink the orange juice out of the container. I'm like, what boy, I better of? never go to anybody else's house. <laughs> A I know. I'm like, what is life? Why am I acting like a teenage boy? Jit is feral. <laughs> do not, and I repeat, do not drink out of her milk carton. I will say, if I have people coming over and I want to serve something, like if I've had y'all over yeah, for yeah. something breakfasty before, I don't know. Mm. Anyways, I bought new orange juice and put it somewhere on a different shelf, so I didn't accidentally grab it. I was like, don't forget, others may consume. <laughs> God, I hope they don't drink all that. I can't wait to swig out of the I carton tomorrow. <laughs> we all have our flaws. <clears throat> That's a pretty mild one. Oh, it's very mild. <laughs> That's right. Hey. Oh, gosh. The gathering. Let's yeah. talk about it. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. What a shocker. Y'all showed up. We were legitimately like jaws to the ground. Yes, it is. I mean, we fully anticipated everybody to be too busy or too sick. Which is to be there on par like that is the that's Christmas season yeah, every trend year. of the year. Yeah. It was packed, packed, packed. It was, and, I mean, like I and I said this going out because we were getting ready to go out into the platform and mm -hmm. do the welcome. And then you were speaking. But we just heard all the voices of oh the women gosh. worshiping and genuinely 
like I know it had nothing to do with the actual voices of the women, but it was like his presence was so thick and it really did feel like a heaven met earth. moment. It really did. I mean, it was all we could do to keep ourselves together. Yeah, it was. It was was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go and welcome everyone. I can't even like, I'm weeping back here. I was like, oh gosh, I see your moment, but you, <laughs> I hope she can get it together before she walks out. I'm trying my best, trying. It no, was just it was so overwhelming. Like it was beautiful. So impactful. So impactful. And then um, hopefully if you've not had a chance to listen to the podcast and hear the message, it's actually, it. Um, this is one right before this. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. It's already loaded. And so yep. make sure that you take some time, especially yeah. because of this season that we're in. Yeah. Um, we were talking just a little bit ago about how, you know, if you were to ask, you know, five-year-old or maybe even 25-year-old Danielle, like, what's the, what, like, why do you love Christmas? Naturally, the answer would be like, oh, it's Jesus's birthday. <laughs> yeah. But genuinely in your head, you're saying, I love the presents. <laughs> the presents and the food. <laughs> yeah. Like all the things, like depending yeah. on where you are. Yeah. And this is, even though like here we are, um, you know, even richer in relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But to have that pause of of just remembering yeah. why we even celebrate this season mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Oh, it was just such a good message. You did so good. And oh, thank you. I'm thankful it's for a, what the Holy Spirit did in you that night. Yeah. I was about to say, it's just because of the Lord. Because, I mean, you know this because of preparing messages. But, mm-hmm. like, there's just such a weight knowing that your words are going out to so many ears and just this desperate feeling of like, God, do not let me screw this up. Not in a perfectionist kind of way, but in a don't let me get in the way kind you of just way. Want to honor let this him be and your let words. It be him. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I just really felt him moving. I mean, he's been so faithful to do that every time. Like mm-hmm. it's just, and I think it's because mm-hmm. both of us, I mean, the heart posture of all the leaders of she is that. Like mm-hmm. we don't ever want to be in the way. And God's just been able to have the freedom to move. Because we're not trying to move ourselves. Like, it's just, yeah. Oh, it was just beautiful. Um, so I love the direction that you had the message go in because let's be honest, if you're going to preach a message about Christmas, it could go 50 million different directions. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I had not considered the lens of how you brought the message mm. of Christmas. And so I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, right out the gate when you were talking about <laughs> it didn't make me laugh whenever you said you know he just created women and then he was done it was like it was perfect <laughs> and in my head I thought well he was probably like real tired at that point and then you said <laughs> I said I'm gonna hope that it's because we were complete and not because he was just over it like yeah. oh, let's call it <laughs> yeah oh it yeah. got me I was thinking that in my head and then you said it I was like oh okay yep. it's one or the other <laughs> it's one or the other we're gonna say because it was just that that sealed the deal in the perfect kind of way yeah but, but you also said something almost immediately and this is gonna change a little bit of the tone but honestly I've reflected on this moment since listening to the message because it just it's still so practical in everyday life mm-hmm. because you'd mentioned about him, uh, just the ultimate sadness mm. when Adam and Eve separated from the Lord, they thought they knew yeah. better. And then immediately, and we know this, but immediately the Lord's all right, I've got something in, in play. I'm ready yeah. to go ahead and redeem. Yeah. And while that did take an, you know gosh so much time for Mm -hmm. that redemption part of the story right but how that is so practical in our everyday lives how we will mess up Mm -hmm. in a conversation or in some 
action or whatever. And we'll just sit in that and think, gosh, there's just, there's no redemption here. Mm -hmm. And that's just who he is. Like it's an easy, I'm going to step in and I'm going to take over if you allow for him to do that. Yeah. I mean, even from the moment when he was giving them the correction and here's what your punishment's going to be from here out, there was hope in the fact that he says you're offspring. Like y'all aren't going to just die off and be done. I'm not done with Mm y'all. You're going to have offspring for years. Mm -hmm. And this is what, so that's true. It's just like how we can see past that ultimate like Mm -hmm. grieve. I mean, you know, it's this, it's this weird thing knowing that God can see the end from the beginning but there's got to be that absolute hopefulness in every moment of like, maybe it'll just work. Like, yeah, cause he's got to be yeah. able to see every different scenario, you know, right. like I can't even imagine what this looks feels like. To- oh, I know. And even um, because Jesus was in, well, was like the immediate answer. Like yeah. there's already this redemption story in place, but yes, because of that time. But then you mentioned about the angels yeah, you know, like, but did that? You know, like it's all throughout the Old Testament. There's all this prophecy of the Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. This is who they're looking for. Yeah, but like that, and the angels knew. Yeah, but did they know? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's a, and and to have that excitement of the angel going and speaking yeah. and saying, like, no, please, like, was there I a bid for it? it? Like, who gets to be the one to make the announcement? <laughs> right. Never in my life like resonated so much with an angel <laughs> about like this immense amount of joy that it's so scary to deliver <laughs> because you're just so excited about it. Oh, fear not. <laughs> I'm just really excited. Yep, yep. Like, I, I like, don't know yes. what we sit and think. Like I just I love to sit. I think Brandon, my husband, is really good about um, taking stories from the Bible and then thinking through the real life. Like, if this was real life. Yeah. And it's made me want to stop and do that more often. And I was doing that with this story and was like, oh, my gosh, like how excited most of that angel have been. Mm hmm. And how freaked out the shepherds to then be joined by an army of heaven's angels. Oh, like, oh God. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so, so cool. It's so cool. But um, ultimately, like how you brought back Jesus cares so much for his daughters. Mm-hmm. And um, you had several different points. So let's talk about some of those. Yeah. Yes. Because this is what I was geeking out about. Like I could, I could visibly see my brain stopping itself like as I listened back to the message I was like this is where I was trying not to spill every detail Mm -hmm. I've studied about this Mm -hmm. because I want you to know all the back end all what all the scriptures say and I was like but that we can't be a two-hour message so I could feel that happening even when I listened back so I love to hear your excitement in it though (laughs) it's so cool because uh, honestly, just praying through and trying to get ready for how do you talk about Christmas in a way that they're not about to hear on Christmas Eve from their own church or from our church. And how does it be different? And how yeah. does it be appropriate for women? Yeah. And I feel like the Holy Spirit just started revealing stuff. And it got me so excited because I've never really noted. As, this is nothing I've not read before, nothing I've not heard before, mm-hmm. but I've never noticed and soaked in what it really meant mm-hmm. and looked like. So mm-hmm. it was exciting. I love when you said he came in a way that he could just relate to all of us mm-hmm. and um, bringing out the um, the offering that his parents had. Yeah. For, oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the gym, the gym is popping right now. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but whenever he's when when Mary and Joseph are bringing mm-hmm. the the um is it the turtle doves? Mm-hmm. That's, is that right? Yeah, I to say pigeons, but that I'm didn't not gonna feel lie, right. I didn't I didn't come up with that organically. Old TLC talked yeah. about that in our Bible reading. This if you're going doing the Bible recap with us, you might mm-hmm. recognize that bit of information from when we started the New Testament. But that's really where all this started stemming from. I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And because if you go back to Leviticus, it says it lays out what those um, offerings should look like. And it's like you bring a lamb. Or if you're poor, or if you're you can poor. bring two turtle doves. And so it's so relatable because he's the king of kings. Yeah. So he could have come in with this huge triumph at any given age, mm-hmm. at any, and they were, that's what they were expecting. That's what yeah. everyone was looking for. Yeah. And here he is, the poorest. Mm hmm. And knowing that that's his raising, mm-hmm. it's incredible to think about. Like he can he can empathize and and relate to every single economic status. Yeah, well, because even down to when he, when they bring that offering, the first two people he really sees is Anna, who is a widow. And she's old. She just stays in the temple prophesying and praying all the time. Mm -hmm. So he goes first to the widow. And then Simeon was there Mm -hmm. who speaks over him. And he's old as dirt, like just waiting. He goes, now I can pass because God told me I'd see the Messiah. So he goes to the elderly and the widows first. And you know what I think about Simeon? I was thinking about him today. How the Lord told him, Mm -hmm. you will not die until you see. Yeah. And imagine the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying, oh my gosh, that's him. That's him. He's here. And being in that place, like, gosh, that's so good. Mm-mm. I mean, that's, yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God is so good. But yeah, so even that, you know, then he, I feel like there's just so much then as we started walking through these, these points that God... That Jesus did so intentionally. Like, I feel like every single thing we see in scripture mm-hmm. is just, it's got so much meaning and reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Nothing is just coincidental. Mm-hmm. And so all these stories that include these very specific details and words, and I feel like they're very on purpose and it's for us to find this message yeah. from him in it. Yeah, so. I love that. Yeah. It's the whisper. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. where we get that same one. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about how he uh, values women mm-hmm. and how uh, it's it's not common for a female to be in any sort of lineage that's listed mm-hmm. or genealogy that's listed. And um, and yet and the thing that you would easily bypass in scripture there, there are women listed. Yeah. In Jesus's bloodline. Mm-hmm. like And even down to. A prostitute yeah. like yeah i feel like it's just it, just in his genealogy just the story mm-hmm. of redemption already there mm-hmm. that's it's amazing because his bloodline also includes gentiles mm-hmm. which is literally not god's people that's right gentiles and the and jews, jews. Mm-hmm. god's people and not god's people mm-hmm. and he's included them in his story he's included women and he's included sitters like to say hey this is where we're going. So you're all part of my kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. So much intention. So much. And then uh, you also mentioned where he acknowledges women. This is one of my very favorite things Yeah. because, you know, back then they just, I mean, women were just kind of treated as property Mm -hmm. more, you Mm -hmm. know, it was just like, um, but these were some of the scriptures that I thought were so cool. 
because it's stories that you've heard a million times. In fact, um, the Samaritan woman at the well, uh, Becca had just talked about in our October yeah, gathering. Yeah, I love doing that, hearing yeah. about that and doing some further research. Right. Into it. Yeah. It was so cool. But in John four twenty seven, it says Jesus was talking to the woman at the well and the disciples come back and it says they were shocked to see him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask why. None of them had the nerve to be like, what are you doing? What do you, <laughs> they were like, yes, yeah, so he's the son of God. So I guess it's fine. <laughs> and not only that, but like a woman that nobody would have a conversation exactly. with because of her, um, uh, because of who she was. Nationality yes. or whatever. Yeah. National. I don't know what a Samaritan is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. But, but, but yeah, because she was from Samaria, they, they, so they were res- equally confused mm-hmm. in that world of like, not only is she a Samaritan, but she's a woman. She's a woman. Why would you be talking to yeah. her? And just the intentional, like, yeah. had to go and speak to her. Yeah. He, um, the the widow whose son had just died, the woman who was taken in, in adultery, I don't know if you remember that story, um, but he talked to her. And then I love this one. The there He was just walking into town and a funeral procession went mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I get, I love attaching that even more somewhere else. But anyways... He saw her walking by, called her out. His heart was full of compassion, mm-hmm. is what the scripture says. He was full of compassion, and he called her over to him, touched the casket, and brings by. Like it, he called her out of the crowd. It wasn't even like she came up to him and was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Like he acknowledged her from a distance. Yeah, and I just thought I was like, "That's a really big deal." Because when you acknowledge someone, it's because you are seeing mm-hmm. someone. And, and but just like you mentioned, don't we all want to be seen? Mm-hmm. And um, like, just to know, like, that's not just a situation that happened in the Bible. Like that's current day yeah. as well. Like it's, it's, it translates just the same as where you are in your life. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just so cool. It's cool because it's not something that was of the day. That yeah. Jesus was going to step out and be like, no, nah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that this was, um, I was curious to know if you had any extra thoughts on this because you talked about how he esteems women Mm. and um, you had talked about where he was basically saying, no, you need to control your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that that's a passion point for you. Yeah. And so I didn't know if you had anything else that you wanted to kind of talk through on that or. Yeah, I do. Well, because I know. The we grew up in the mm-hmm. generation that was being taught purity culture, mm-hmm. which is not all bad by any means, but it did push a um, way of thinking on a lot of women that have now grown up, and we're I think we're finding this very confusing. Like, well, how do we actually balance out what we're taught? You Absolutely. Know, if you think about being at summer camp, or you think about any pool party with co-ed pool party for youth groups or something the girls had to either wear a t-shirt over their stuff or a one-piece bathing suit but the guys they just wear their trunks and no shirt and do what they want to do and i understand there's a difference there to an extent but as long as they're wearing a modest top like why do we have to cover our stomach because it's all our fault that the guys were going to lust over the girls and it was a whole thing that we were taught, but this is exactly what Jesus was getting to in this point where he was like, it's not their fault. The Bible does absolutely tell us not to present ourselves in a sexual way. It says that. But, and I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of just praying and seeking the Lord so the Holy Spirit can direct you here because yeah. I do feel like we are 
absolutely on a fashion train that is not what I would consider modest anymore. Right. So I am not for every single thing you see out there right now. Please don't confuse my words because mm-hmm. um, I do believe we are meant to be modest. But there is a line that I feel like can sometimes be pushed over on women to like you guys need to go the extra mile and dress like a potato sack because mm-hmm. guys might like you too much. And but Jesus says, no, like, what is the point in just removing temptation? The point is for you to be disciplined enough to control your thoughts. And I do think that's a both ways. Like, look, if God's going to give us rights and responsibilities, those responsibilities are the same, the same for us, just right. the same way we would need to control our thoughts about a guy. They need to control their thoughts about us. And I think to realize that there is some freedom, like in realizing things aren't our fault mm-hmm. as women. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now let's see for real though what does it mean to be modest and what does it mean to present yourself in a non-sexual way what does it mean to you know and and learn that from jesus and from his word and more the holy spirit because he's not got a dress code in there right he doesn't but you know the difference and i've seen one girl show her stomach and it still feel modest and some girls show her stomach and go oh no Mm -hmm. she's looking for something Mm -hmm. so i don't feel like there's a firm line there yeah but the holy spirit says it all yeah and um i just when when that kind of got revealed in my heart it was a big deal because i had grown up with a I kissed dating goodbye and da 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 like as in we're never allowed to have relationships and all these things because you could never rise above temptation. It was just a weird thing. And so to see that Jesus required that of his disciples, yeah. hey, but it it became some of the most beneficial relationships in his ministry. The women who worked alongside of him, some yeah. of them were his biggest givers. That's right. They were prophetesses. Yeah. They were um partners they were they were all kind of things they were church planners that's right and they opened up their home like yeah ministry happened because they have allowed for it a space to take place yeah and i just thought it, i mean gosh i just thought it was so cool that god just i'm saying god it it's fair but jesus mm-hmm. called people to a higher level and said no mm-hmm. we're gone we need to work together so you're gonna have to control yourself yeah and i thought that was a big deal because he was taking back a lot of and and we're listening this with a 21st you know western civilization thought process yeah. but this is also happening in a time of where women were completely covered head to yeah. toe and mm-hmm. so like to where jesus is speaking so much more too yeah that aspect of it like, yeah no, you control your own thoughts yeah we all are responsible for that yeah exactly but how he saw it would be easy to dismiss and say oh that's the female's fault da 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 mm-hmm. but he's yeah. speaking truth to it yeah so cool yeah i thought it was cool i mean even down in the most simple version the way he treats divorce was not at all like it was a if a man is unfaithful, if a woman is unfaithful. That's mm-hmm. it was the way he the wording in those scriptures. Um, I'll just have to make a list of scriptures in the show notes. Oh, that's a good I'll idea. do that. Yeah, um, but it very much phrases it to put re- rights and responsibilities on mm-hmm. both parties. Mm-hmm. It was like you can't be unfaithful, and neither can he. Mm-hmm. Like it was a you know it was like a. But those same responsibilities mean that we are responsible for our actions, too. So it was like a two-handed street, but I'd much rather be responsible for who I am as a Christ follower than just to be able to be pushed around in someone else's property. So it was a really cool to who much is given, much is required, but I'd much rather they be more required 
I think that that's such a great analogy. And then I'm thinking even in the in the world of you know, you think about a husband and wife, and it's so easy to cover under this wing of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have more dependency on our spouse than when we do for our father. Mm. And that's something that I think is really beautiful for a single when you see someone, because sometimes yeah. they have more dependency. Yes. But mm-hmm. but when you realize the playing field is even in your own mm-hmm. faith and where, because he, he's calling us all yeah. to relationship with him. And um, I don't know why I said that as far as like man, you know, being married or not. But there is I think it is easier to experience and even kind of sit back in awe and wonder when you see someone that is single and is just like having so much faith and dependency on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And and he's saying, no, married or not, like it's important for us to all be on that same dependency for him. I actually had a cousin. I, I feel like this is super off topic in a way, but. In a way, it feeds into the same now that you've brought up the single versus married that um, I did have a cousin recently who got married. She was she started a relationship with a guy and she was trying to like going through this process of are we moving forward or are we not? Yeah. But she was older, not old, but like past when most people think, well, that's it. Like, I, I guess I'm single or whatever. Sure. And but here comes this relationship, you know, single people are praying for a relationship yeah. most of the yeah. time until yeah. you decide to embrace that or not or whatever. But it was that same thought process. She was like, I don't want to lose what I have with the Lord yeah. as I welcome somebody else into my life. Like this is a beautiful situation I've got here. Yeah. Even though a relationship and a marriage sounds great, like balancing those feelings. And so I would speak to, if you are in that single season, I know it sounds cliche when people say, yeah, but enjoy what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you're striving for what's next, mm-hmm. it for one, it doesn't come or you just settle for something for one. That's but good. for two, just enjoy what the Lord's doing. And like that reliance on him and going, this is what Jesus thinks of you. He esteems you to have the same rights and responsibilities as that's right anyone else. And anyways, that's absolutely a side topic. But, but since you brought still, it up. But it does have like a, this beautiful common was thread cool. of, yeah. and if you are married, like that same thing, like we're not going to put our spouse in the place of exactly. God. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know that's easier said than done, especially when there's so much that is naturally like this is the provision in this way, but that absolutely. And if you've not walked through that, then you're going to walk through it because yeah. he just wants you to know like he is your provider. Yeah. You know, it's a team effort, but absolutely like, we're not going to our spouse to look for mm-hmm. um, the things that only that God could to yeah. be able to fill that space in. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yes. And then you mm-hmm. also mentioned, and I love this, um, where you talk, where Jesus cares for the women. Mm-hmm. Um, for what you say, it was so funny because you said, uh, Jesus, his Jesus values women <laughs> or no, 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 no. Jesus. What, what I that? said something about his women. He yeah, cares his for women. his women. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that, that made it sound different than I meant. <laughs> he his cares. women. He cares. And we know these things. It's yeah. easy to go through. And like, we know Jesus cares for women, but to have specific scripture that calls it out and you're able just to sit in for a minute. Yeah. And the fact that he says, take care of my mom, take care of her. Yes. And that's the final like, hey, let's let's do this. And like the beauty of understanding caring for a widow, possibly his 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 mom mm-hmm. losing, you know, that even experiencing that sort of torture, watching your son go through something like that. 
um yeah you know only he knows fully that relationship but to know that like he was caring for mm-hmm. that woman yeah. the same that he would care for the women in our life and even you well and it's uh, thinking even deeper so before that happens even it says so in, this is in luke 23 verses uh 27 it says a large crowd trailed behind including many grief-stricken women but jesus turned and said to them daughters of jerusalem don't weep for me and it goes on and he, he talks to him for a second and you think about the pain he was in mm-hmm. and the torment and the he had just been so stressed out he was sweating blood mm-hmm. like this is not an easy moment but in that moment he turns to the women and calls them their daughters Mm -hmm. hey daughters don't weep for me Mm -hmm. and then moves on to yeah he's been pierced uh, no not yet but he is hanging on a cross when Mm -hmm. he turns to the disciples like take care of my mom and to, to know just i mean we can't possibly know but to realize he was in more pain than we have ever known in our lives Mm -hmm. and he thought to comfort women mm-hmm. and care for his mom. Mm-hmm. That's mind blowing. All you can and do is soak so in that. it's so relatable yeah. to even now mm-hmm. because just knowing like, here's the thing. Christmas is beautiful and it's a great, like we were joking about how it's easy to get your mind distracted and how, you know, we do a really good job at not keeping it the main thing. Mm-hmm. But, but at Christmas time specifically, it does highlight this immense amount of grief mm-hmm. and and what you may or may not have That's right. in your life. But that is the beauty of Christmas because there was nothing and we're looking for this hope yeah. and the hope is here. Yeah. And like that is why it Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. Because if there's any person to ever acknowledge this immense amount of darkness or grief or or void in life. Mm-hmm. It would be Jesus, and and He came, and that's and we're able to per, like resonate with that hope because yeah. of that. Yeah, so beautiful, oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Well, yeah. If you haven't listened to the message, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to all of it. And um, the response at the end is something I think we should carry through with us: is remembering to sit, just soak in it. And then to tell people about it. Yeah. And then to just worship. Yeah. Like through, I know we're about to get the opportunity. This Sunday is Christmas Eve. If you're listening to it this week when this launches, um, just let it be worship. Every Christmas song, every Christmas moment, remembering, mm-hmm. hey, it really is just Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, cause gosh, he's so much better to us than you could even know at face value. And that he can just continue to reveal to us mm-hmm. through his word and through the Holy Spirit of just like, it's so cool to have that perspective of yeah. this message and um, to move forward with this confidence that only the Lord can give because yeah. you are aware and you have full knowledge of who Jesus is in your life and how he cares for the women and how he cares for his daughters. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so it's special. So good. Hey, we are going to be on pause yep. for the next few weeks because we're going to be celebrating with our families. Yes, yes. And um, we are going to come back and we are so excited. We're already in prep for the beginning of the year and yep. for... Uh, the podcast to come, but you will not hear from us if you've not had a moment to catch up on all the podcasts. This is your time, or catch up. I just pray that you are able to rest and relax and be with those that um, just mean a great deal to you. Yep, we'll yeah. be back in two weeks on January 11th. Yep. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening today. We hope you feel encouraged and stronger in your faith because of these conversations. We love our community of women and would love to see it grow. Can you do us a favor and share the podcast with one friend today that you know would love it? And if you're feeling a little extra sparkle today, give us a quick rating and review. Have a great rest of your day. And until next time, keep keep growing. growing.